yeah. We on that type of time tonight. I'm back tonight now. I'm no longer recording during the day, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all motherfuckers will get this shit in the morning. This is your boy, King Known Uncensored. And we are in injury hell. A lot of injuries going on. But for the record, I need to get something straight. I'm not a reporter. I'm not a journalist. I'm not a writer. You know what I do? This is what I do. They report the news. They put out the rumors. I just comment, dog. I just comment, talk shit, bust jokes. And that's it. Now let's get it on, man. Let's talk about these injuries. Because this is pretty bad. And we're going to start with your wonderful king, LeBron James. It looks like his injury or the injuries that he suffered are more serious than it was reported. So this could actually put him out two to 14 weeks, depending on how he recovers because he was close to playing the last couple of games and he was reevaluated and the team deemed that he was not ready. But with the Lakers going two and two and possibly three and two, because um, the Lakers, the last thing, time that I saw was beating the San Antonio Spurs. It looked like the Lakers had found some type of rhythm. And Anthony Davis has had a resurgence. Street clothes was looking like street dreams, streets disciple, nigga. Because that dude's been playing out of his fucking mind lately. Because right now, the, the Lakers are beating the Spurs 74 to 48. So obviously, they're in rhythm. And bringing LeBron James and integrating him back into the lineup would mess up the team chemistry. Because, you know, Russ and AD have found some sort of a chemistry. Despite me joking about the fakers, you know, I really just, I really just joke on the Lakers because, first off, a lot of y'all are not real Lakers fans. I hate to tell it to you. Y'all not. Because as soon as LeBron James leaves the Lakers, y'all gonna leave the Lakers on stuck. Just like he does every franchise he leaves. Because everybody's narrative used to be, oh man, when LeBron James leaves, teams uh teams uh go under 500. When in all reality, what happens is LeBron brings in a bunch of guys that he wants. Once he leaves, the guys he wants leaves most most of the time. And the franchise is left devoid of not only free agents, but first round picks. Due to LeBron wanting quick championships his whole career. So that's why. But 
in his career, at this stage of his career, you have to monitor every serious injury. I don't think I don't even necessarily think this is a blow to the Lakers. Despite LeBron averaging great numbers. But yeah, 2 to 14 weeks, that's a lot. I mean, John Sally did say that LeBron not going to break Kareem's record. And that dude is out there dying to break that record every time I see him. Damian Lillard. Oh, man. That's my dude, man. And it sucks that he has to miss another one to two weeks with that same calf strain that's been plaguing his season. Because this season's supposed to be a comeback season for Damian Lillard. And I hate that it's being derailed by this nagging-ass injury. Jimmy Butler is also out for the rest of the Miami Heat's road trip due to his left knee. It's getting examined, so we don't know how serious the knee is quite yet. It hasn't yet come out yet. Oh, boy. Detroit Pistons. Man, damn, all my niggas, man. All my boys is getting hurt. All my favorite guys is getting, getting hurt. Kate Cunningham may need surgery on his shin. And if that surgery does happen, it's a high possibility that he could be out for the season or miss an extended period of time, meaning out indefinitely. But the worst, out for the season. The best, after All-Star break. This is a big blow to the Pistons. The Pistons were supposed to have a great season this year. Not necessarily a playoff team or a play-in team, but just better all around. Better than the 25 wins that they had last season. I had predicted a very confident 38 games, but with this injury to Cade Cunningham, that's not going to happen. Because you lose 26-5-6. Easy. Or 22-5-6, I should say. Easy money. And meaning that Killian Hayes has to step up to prove his worth. Because this is a do or die season for Killian Hayes. He can't fuck around anymore and, and play conservative because that conservative shit gets you knocked out the league. And he'll fuck around and be on the goddamn G League team if he doesn't play with some balls. He has played well the last two, three games. I do give him credit for that. Tyrese Maxey 
got injured as well. Um, he will be out three to four weeks with a foot injury. You know, the way that it looked originally, it looked worse than three to four weeks. It looked like three to four months. But with Philly already dealing with injuries from Harden, um, this this is not a good look. The Sixers may be in trouble. Embiid's going to be out there by himself, practically, with Harris. I, for, I forgot about Harris. Harris finally gets to shine. John Morant also injured his ankle and will be out at least a couple of weeks. That's not bad. The injury looked a little bit worse than what it seemed. Um, just hopefully uh, all these players recover from their injuries because, yes, it, it, it's a big blow to the Memphis Grizzlies. And it's very unfortunate that Memphis is without Ja and Desmond Bain, who's also out a couple of weeks. So, yeah, this is very tough. All right, let's move on to something more interesting, I guess, outside of the injury hell that we've experienced as NBA fans. Montrez Harrell versus the Antetokounmpo. I'm still unclear to what the actual story is because I've seen the film, but from what I saw, it seemed like Giannis felt horrible for missing all those free throws the other day. And he decided to get some extra shots up in Philly's arena. But Montrez Harrell, who's also not a good free throw shooter, decided to show up there to do the same thing. He saw Giannis there, and there was a confrontation. Because at first, Giannis was upset that, they, that you know, Philly was changing their arena to a hockey arena from a basketball court. And he was just trying to shoot some free throws and he ended up moving the uh, ladder and Trez ended up getting upset with him and, and took his basketball and said, get the fuck off our court. This isn't Milwaukee. Practice at your own arena. And then Giannis's brother came up to try to calm Harold down. And Harold, Harold said, I'm the right one. I'll whoop your ass. To be honest, nigga, that would be an actually good fight. Uh, I, uh, Giannis's brother would not be overmatched against Trez. Give a fuck what y'all say. That'd be actually a good fight. I understand both sides of the coin here. I understand that Giannis could have um, <coughs> called one of the gyms in Philly, shut down a lifetime, opened up a lifetime fitness or something, paid somebody to open the gym so that he could get extra free throws up. 
but I but I also understand that Trez playing this bully role wasn't right. That's not cool. Regardless of the situation. And I feel like that situation could have been handled better from all parties. So I get all sides of the coin here. So the uh, NBA Players Association said that I guess they're filing um, some sort of a, a penalty case for uh, the Nets unlawful indefinite suspension of an employee was a tactic to avoid compliance with the waiver protocol. I guess they didn't like how they handled the Kyrie Irving situation. So I guess they filed a grievance on his behalf to say that Kyrie's suspension was wrong. And I feel like that was a fucked up suspension. And I feel like I'm happy that the Players Association is stepping up for Kyrie Irving. Speaking of Kyrie, he was cleared to play basketball today against the Memphis Grizzlies as the Brooklyn Nets handled business as they should have. Against the uh, jawless, baneless Grizzlies. They beat them 115-127. to 127. Uh, Kyrie Irving had a light-ass 14 points and 5 rebounds. Couple of threes. Not bad. I think it was an all-around team performance. Dwight Howard. Got a lot of motherfuckers feeling stupid. Because in Taiwan, in his first game, was putting up Wilt Chamberlain numbers. I understand that the competition in Taiwan is completely different than it is in the uh, USA NBA. But what he did was still incredible. Can't take that away from him. 38 points, 25 rebounds, 9 assists, and 9 blocks. This man got a quadruple double damn near in his first game in Taiwan. Dwight Howard is worthy of being a backup center in today's game. Easily a six-man-of-the-year candidate wherever he goes. And I think that game just proved that, that he should still really be in the NBA. But as I say time and time again, you have to get into an organization that actually believes in what you're doing. Because Dwight provides energy, rebounding, shot blocking, and inside scoring. Now he may not be the Orlando Magic Dwight Howard. But he's the Houston Rockets Dwight Howard. 
if given the opportunity. Or the Charlotte Hornets, Dwight Howard. Y'all remember? But I think that was a, a great performance. I think you guys have to uh, really understand that Jock Bond is better than Steve Nash. Easily. Jock Bond has more experience. He may not have won as a head coach. You know, they'll they'll look at Steve Nash's overall record and say, but he was over 500. That wasn't the expectations, though, of that team. That team was supposed to be in championship contention, and that group of players didn't even amass an Eastern Conference Finals appearance. It was the disappointment. I have a... I think that I don't think that Steve Nash deserves another head coaching opportunity until he has an assistant coach opportunity first. Because Steve Nash just got the job off the street based on his player resume versus his coaching experience. As they say, I felt like Nash should have crawled before he should have walked. And Kevin Durant said it himself. Steve Nash never tried to get the best out of the players. He would never criticize them. He would never, he was, he was Mr. Nice Guy. He was a nice coach that you could just take advantage of and you could just do whatever the fuck you wanted, basically. You know, he likes Jock Vaughn because he gets on their ass. Pause, but he does. He's like Monty Williams. He doesn't play that shit. He's not a bitch nigga like Nash. Is Sadiq Bey a mid-pack? Because I've watched Sadiq Bey this season on the Pistons. I had I had felt I had vouched for him to be a top 100 player because he had a great he had a great year last year. This year he's not playing up to expectations and standards. Now, his numbers are not that bad. They're a drop-off, of course. I mean, he's averaging 15 points a game. That's good and all, but 41% from the field, 29% from three. When his, he's, he shoots a career 36% from three. He's clearly not himself shooting-wise. He doesn't have the same explosiveness and aggressiveness. And with Kate Cunningham gone, he really is going to have to step up and, and average 18, 19 points per game if the Pistons are going to have a chance of winning close games. But he is a part of the reason why uh, the Pistons suck because he's not taking the same risks and the same type of shots that he was taking last year. I mean, last season, he averaged 16 points per game, shot 45% from the field. Oh, no, I take that back. He's actually shooting better this year. My bad. Um, he shot 35% from three last year, which is around his career averages.
but he was much better last year. So he needs to step it up because he's definitely being a mid-pack right now. Like, it's like he's there, but he's but we don't feel the presence. Trey songs, oh my God, man. How many mystical songs is allegedly accused of repeatedly punching woman and pulling her hair in New York City bowling alley bathroom singer denies claims? I don't know, man. This dude's been accused of a lot of shit. I mean, yes, it hasn't been proven. That's very true. That has to be taken into account. It does. It's got to be taken into account. That he's never been charged or sentenced to anything. That could work out in his favor. But how many accusations is it? It's like six or seven. It kind of makes me believe that he did some of this shit. Not gonna lie to you. But legally speaking, he's never been charged or sentenced. So he's innocent until proven guilty. But I don't know, man. I mean, 50 Cent alluded to odd behavior from Trey Songs. And he was, you know, taking niggas, trying to take niggas' girls and shit, crashing vehicles. I mean, let's be honest here. Trey Songs hasn't had a big hit in a long time. I don't know what y'all think. Do you think he's innocent yet again and these girls just have a vendetta against this guy and want to get this guy bad? Because, I mean, we've seen it with all of the great artists of our time where women constantly accuse niggas of shit, especially if he turns them down or denies. Let's move on, man. Let's see. Where am I at right now? Last story, and I'm out of here. Grammys. The Grammys have come out. I'm just going to go over the more important categories. You know, because y'all know that I don't fuck with the uh, pop categories of the Grammys. 
Let's see the complete list of the Grammys. Record of the year. Okay, don't shut me down, ABBA. Nobody gives a fuck. Easy on me, Adele. Oh man, it's gonna be hard to beat that. That that lady had. That lady's gonna win that award. <laughs> that woman's gonna win. Break my soul, Beyonce. That song is not that good. Good morning, gorgeous. Fire. That would be an upset for real if Mary won that Grammy. You and me on the rock. Never heard of these motherfuckers. Sorry. Woman Doja Cat. I mean, I love that song. But is it going to win? I'd be surprised if it won. Gilly the Cat might, I mean, got a shot. Bad Habit Steve Lacey. I feel like that's the most overrated song of 2022. That song is not that fucking good. And I love Steve Lacey. But that album was garbage. And that song is ass. The Heart Part 5. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, I'd love for that to win. You know, I'm a hip-hop nigga. About time. Damn time. Lizzo. Never like Lizzo. As it was Harry Styles. Harry Styles is popping. I wouldn't count him out for that Grammy. Album of the Year. Voyage ABBA. ABBA must have made a comeback because they're an old-ass group. 30 Adele. I wouldn't be surprised if she took that one. That Bad Bunny album was the highest selling. Renaissance Beyonce. Not surprised. Good Morning Gorgeous. Ayo, hey, that album was fire. Shit, Conway the Machine. Benny Westside nominated. Thanks to Mary. Uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Kendrick Lamar. That's a heavy category. Special, Lizzo, Harry's House, Harry Styles. This ain't necessarily too bad. Song of the Year. A, B, C, D, F, U, Gail. I don't even know these people. About Damn Time, Lizzo, again. Liz Rose and Taylor Swift. Man, I'm going to just read the shit I know. Fuck these other people. All right, Bad Habits, Steve Lacey, again. Break My Soul, Beyonce, Easy On Me, again. I know Gandhi. Wow. Shout out to Friday, though, for getting nominated for a Grammy, though. The Heart Part 5, Kendrick... Okay, best new artist. We got Mooney Long, Lotto, Toby Ningway's just getting uh recognized. Interesting. But good luck to those three. I hope they win over the rest of these people that I don't have never even fucking wouldn't look their way. But Mooney Long, Mooney Long, Lotto, Toby Ningway much deserved. Not even gonna look at the pop uh, category. This is a hip-hop channel, ladies and gentlemen. Hip-hop and R&B. All right, best R&B performance. Virgo's group, Beyonce. Woo-hoo-hoo! That's a bad motherfucker. Here with me, Mary J. Blige and Anderson Pat. That's a solid record. Hours and Hours, Moody Long, Over, Lucky Day, Hurt Me So Good, Jasmine Sullivan. Woo, that's a loaded category. Hours and Hours should win. Not gonna hold you. Hours and Hours should win that one. Best traditional R&B performance, Do For Love, Snow Allegra, Keeps On Falling, Babyface featuring LMA, Plastic Off The Sofa, Beyonce, 
yet another bad motherfucker. Round Midnight, Adam Blackstone featuring Jasmine Sullivan, Good Morning Gorgeous, Mary J. Blige. If I were to pick something, it would definitely be Good Morning Gorgeous by Mary. Best R&B song, Cuff It Beyonce, Good Morning Gorgeous, Mary J. Blige, Hours and Hours, Mooney Long, Hurt Me So Good, Jasmine Sullivan, Please Don't Walk Away, PJ Morton. Could have been a little bit more diversity with some of these, but not my list. Y'all saw the King Known Awards, and uh, you can check that shit out, too, to see if your favorite person won. You know, I mean, I have it spread all across King Known Unsisted on TikTok. All the winners are on YouTube as well. Fuck with me. Best progressive R&B album? I guess that's more alternative. I didn't fuck with none of these albums, so not going to read it. Best R&B album, Good Morning Gorgeous, Mary, Breezy by Chris Brown, Robert Glasper, Black Radio 3, Candy Drip, Lucky Day, Watch the Sun, PJ Morton. If I were to have a choice, I'd pick Lucky Day. I would pick Lucky Day, hands down. Best rap performance. We got Goddamn. DJ Khaled, we got Vegas, Doja Cat, we got Pushin' P, Gunna and Future and Young Thug, Fuck Nigga Free, Let's Go by Hit Kid and Glorilla, and The Heart Part 5 by Kendrick. I mean, I'm picking Kendrick. Easy money. I'm picking K-Dot in this. Best melodic rap performance, thanks to these auto-tuned Rod Wave niggas. They made a category for you so that you would win. And that fat nigga's not nominated. Great. Um, Beautiful DJ Khaled feature and future and scissor. Future featuring Drake and Timbs. First class, Jack Harlow, Die Hard, Kendrick Lamar featuring Blasting Amanda Reefa and Big Energy by Lotto. I'm going with Jack Harlow on this one. Best rap song, we got Churchill Downs, Jack Harlow and Drake, God Did, Khaled, and all them other niggas, The Heart Part 5, Kendrick Lamar, Pushin' P, Gunna and Future featuring Young Thug, Wait For You, Future Drake and Thames. Needed a little bit more versatility in these categories, I think. But if I were to make a choice, you already know, it's The Heart Part 5. Best rap album. God did, DJ Khaled, I Never Liked You, Future, Come Home to Kiss Miss You, Jack Harlow, uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar, It's Almost Dry, Pusha T. I'm rooting for Pusha T. I really am. I want Pusha T to get a Grammy, but more than likely, they're going to give it to Kendrick. Kendrick's album should win, but I'm rooting for Pusha T. Okay. I'm rooting for him over my favorite artist of this generation. Because Kendrick's got 100 Grammys, you know? Pusha T never won shit. Like, ever. I don't even think Pusha T got a Source Award. I don't even think Pusha T got an Ozone Award. I don't think... Does Pusha T even have a BET Award? I don't know. 
But uh, that's my show. This is King Known Uncensored. Injury hell, and I'm out.